Hello and welcome to the Rigori Podcast, where despite negotiations late into the night on deadline day, you're stuck with the same two presenters as always. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi, born six months after Fiorentina's last Scudetto, and I'm joined by the hottest thing out of Venice since Giacomo Casanova, my cousin Marco. Marco, how are you? I'm good. I did my best to get a transfer to Saudi, but it didn't It didn't quite pay off, so you're stuck with me right now. Oh, damn, you never even told me. I mean, I thought we were in as a team. <laughs> I was just going for the money, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were going behind my back. You were negotiating with the Saudis. Well, that bombshell, I don't know. This may be the last Rigori podcast on that basis. There'll be some serious words to be had. Um, after after the microphones are switched <laughs> off, <laughs> so we're recording as always on on Sunday night. It's after a uh, UV um, gave Empoli a good thrashing, well a couple of goals anyway. And Marco's obviously just digesting over the derby match with Cittadella, which we'll we'll get to later. The the only thing to see from the the UV game, I think, well a, a couple of things. One. Disappointing for Empoli because that's three defeats out of three, so it looks like quite a tough job for them to. Uh, I know it's all about kind of development and stuff for for Empoli, but they still like to stay in in Serie A. So mm-hmm. it looks like your old gaffer Paolo Zanetti may his days may be numbered. I don't know. I mean, they they show more faith in Empoli than most places, but got a couple of tough games coming up. Um, but the, the the big thing from sort of from a kind of Italian point of view was Chiesa getting a goal in, in that game yeah. and uh, the, the nature of the goal as well I think has spoke a lot about Chiesa's character because um, he was played through you if he were 1-0 up played through by Milik and I think a lot of players would have gone down he, he was challenged by Berisha the Empoli goalkeeper outside the box he could easily have tumbled over and got him sent off but he kind of clambered back to his feet and uh, struck the ball in the net, and that—that's old Chiesa. That's definitely good signs for good signs for Italy. And I was going to take just before we get into the guts of Serie A. Obviously, Luciano Spalletti has uh, announced his squad for the upcoming games against North Macedonia and Ukraine. And I mean, I think it's fair to say not many surprises in there, Marco. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. It's a fairly. Um vanilla selection I guess you would say um, the only I suppose changes are that he's brought in the two Lazio centre-backs um, who people have been clamouring for I'm not absolutely convinced that they're international material either of them but um, and left out Jorginho and Verratti and he's brought Zaccagni back um, and Immobile is still there now I'm going to forgive him because he did say that these are two big games we need to win these so he's obviously just thinking go for consistency, try and win these games, and then he'll build his project sort of after that when he's got a bit more time to do so. Yeah, I, th- I think to be fair to him, you're just in the door. Mm. You know, I mean, literally a few weeks ago, he wouldn't even have been thinking he was going to be yeah. Italy manager, and now he's there. So to spring many surprises was was not was not likely. We've got our um, all our... English Italians in there as well. Billy Vickers, Guillermo Vicario, who's off to off to a good start with the uh, with Spurs, and then obviously Sandro Tonali and and Willie Nyonto, who's trapped in Leeds against his against his wishes. There is another Italian in in England though who set up Burnley's goal, the under nineteen boy. Uh, I now can't remember his name, but um, 
He played for the under. Oh, Casaday. No, no, not Casaday. No, not Casaday no, as well. Yeah, but he's, he's, a, he's at Leicester. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, one. keep going. Keep talking. I'll keep going. I'll, I'll keep it, I'll talking. It. Find that information. Yeah. yeah. No. So I mean, I agreed with you that the squad's not breathtaking. But then, as I say, to to cut Spalletti a bit of slack, I think it was unlikely to be so. I, I think it, the proof of the pudding will be down the line, I guess, and how he puts his own imprint on it. It's a bit like, this is almost like taking over Mancini's kind of team, really, and he, he, you know, he just has to kind of try and hope that those experienced players, those players that have, have been part of the setup, will will get them there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I found out it's Luca Colisio. Co- Colio- oh, yes, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. He set up one of Burnley's goals. So, um, But yeah, no, I agree. I, th- I think, um, yeah, the, the main thing is that we uh, get results in these games and then wait and see what he's going to do. I did see a rumour that Di Lorenzo is going to be the captain, which is a bit of a break with the tradition in and of itself, because normally Italy just go for the most capped player as their captain generally. So um, that would that would be interesting because I, mean, I I did look back to try and see you know who has Spalletti managed in the past, and you know would he be likely to to bring in? I mean, he certainly I think he's brought in just about everything from Napoli that he could bring mm-hmm. enough, you know, and and other than calling Insigne back from. <laughs> the United States or whatever. I guess. I guess there wasn't a lot more he could do in that regard. I mean, I think he possibly had, possibly had Mancini as well at Roma at one stage. But anyway, you know, yeah. I mean, in the end, the, the the main thing is to get results in those games. It's not, you know, qualification isn't overly difficult. But then again, we've said that in the past and we've made it overly difficult. Yep. So um, he just wants to get the get the job done there really. And they and get you know ideally six points out of those two upcoming games would be would be great. It wasn't a good weekend, however, for his for his old team. No. It's, um, you know, the, the, something of a surprise, I guess. I mean, not a surprise in the sense that Lazio are a good are a good team, but nonetheless, you know, the reigning champions going down to to defeat was a bit of a shock given Lazio's form going into the game was not was not great. I mean, did you see much of that game, Marco? And what did what did you make of it? What you saw? Um, I only saw the highlights of it, but yeah, I, I I think as we discussed last week, Lazio have had a bit of a slow start to the season, but um, it does look you know Sarri's a good manager; he can get his teams playing well, and it is going to take them a bit of time to get over the loss of Milinkovic Savage, but Kamada scored a good goal, and um, I'm. I, from Napoli's point of view, I'm just not absolutely convinced that Rudy Garcia is a particularly great manager. So um, they certainly got ripped apart. After I mean, it was an odd game because it it felt like the tide was with Napoli, but then as soon as Lazio scored, well, something clicked. Particularly once they got the lead. Yeah. I mean, Lazio are very good on the break. Mm-hmm. There's no no two ways about that. But I mean, they were ripped asunder really, and I think they were. Two goals ruled out after that, which would have made it, you know, and that does speak of something of a maybe managerial question marks. I mean, I know you've got to, you've got to throw things at a team to to get yourself back into it. But um, I mean, early days to sound alarm bells and saying that's a good a good side that was off to a bad start. Um, so, but but just the same, I you know, you wouldn't expect Napoli at home were a, an absolute. Kind of 
crushing machine yeah. last scene. So you know anything like that does does sound a, a little a little alarm bell, I guess. But you know we'll see in the weeks to come, I guess what uh, how that all how that all transpires. One team, however, that didn't stumble at the weekend might as well get this out of the way now, um, and was in impressive form was uh, Inter, and much to my much to my chagrin, they crushed Fiorentina. Four nil going on forty four nil really it was a it was a well as I say there's two ways to look at it I mean probably a bit of both terrible performance from Fiorentina great performance from Inter I mean they, we've said before they they look they look like a strong strong squad yeah. Inter and in a way they underperformed last year in Serie A did they got to the Champions League final but kind of didn't do themselves justice in Serie A and um, unfortunately for me on, on Sunday evening, it looked like this time around they might be going to do themselves justice in Serie A. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, I think they've they've generally made some pretty shrewd signings and, and improved and obviously they got to the Champions League final, they've got a lot of momentum with them in that sense. So, yeah, they've started the season well and it was a, obviously a fairly one-sided match against you guys. But... At the same time, you did have the, you know, you had the Conference League game on Thursday evening, which you had to win, you did win. So I don't know if that expended a lot of energy, perhaps. Going into this m- maybe. It was maybe, I mean, I think Italiano, he didn't use it entirely as an excuse. He did say I had to play some players that weren't 100%. So, you know, take from that what you will. It was, it was an, I mean, it was an emotionally draining night on Thursday because they went, you know, it was right in the closing stages that they got. I, I would freely admit quite a soft penalty to, um, to. I mean, it was a deserved victory because they battered rapid for the most of the game. But it, it was, you know, as I say, the actual decision to get the winner was a bit on the soft side. But I suppose maybe justice was done. But it was one of those games where you know you were on edge right until the end. And I guess to play Inter kind of forty seventy two hours after that. Was always going to be a tough ask. What was what was disappointing though was that in previous encounters in the last couple of seasons and the the cup final, Fiorentina have always given a good account of themselves. Whereas here they gave a terrible account mm-hmm. of themselves. As I say, I, I, you know, it, it's it's been. <laughs> I was laughing with my son earlier. I said, "Well, we've played one and a half good games this season in Serie A because started off great against Genoa, forty five minutes good against Lecce, and then you know kind of." Falling apart since then, and as this Inter looked really good, could have had as many as as they wanted. Marcus Thuram getting a goal could have had another couple really, um, and seems to have slotted in nicely. You know that that system that they've got, the setup that they've got is really strong, and it's it's really strong as well, catching you on the counter. It's just brilliant at that. Fiorentina were very predictable going forward all the good things that you could have said about Arthur in his first game um, were turned on their head, really. They all became bad things, that he was just, you know, he, he wasn't strong enough. He didn't impose himself on the game. Uh, it would be wrong to pick out one individual because obviously a lot of individuals didn't play particularly well. And, and Inter just, he's, he's got that thing. I mean, it's almost like a, a an absolute blueprint where he takes the full-backs off. He's got two marauding full-backs. And certainly on the evidence of that game today, 
I wouldn't be putting Biragi anywhere near the national team, but I would be putting Di Marco in if it, yeah. if that uh-huh. was a if that was an audition for um, games with the Azzurri coming up. Then um, there's no doubt that um, it was Di Marco that won that hands down as his as his team did. So I mean, you know, maybe the break's a good thing for Fiorentina. I get a chance to a chance to recharge. Obviously, now the Amrabat thing is resolved. He's he's gone to Manchester United. Maybe that's a, a one less thing. But there there did look just a lot of issues to resolve, particularly defensively. Um, for the team, and you know they'll need to work really hard on that over over the kind of the, the weeks to come. I think the couple of weeks there to try and get that kind of sorted out because it was it was it was pretty terrible. But I made mention there, and I wanted to make a mention somewhere in that of Fiorentina throwing away the game against Lecce, that who are off to an absolute yeah. flyer in 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 Serie. A. I mean, obviously they thought maybe the first week was a surprise. Maybe, but now they've come back, and then just tonight at the end of this, beat um, beat Salernitana two 0 as well. So you know, there I don't suggest that they're going to stay up there forever. But um, Pantaleo Corvino, the old Fiorentina sporting director, does know how to unearth a, a, a hidden gem, and and you know they're they're the one surprise package that's up the top of the league really because I mean Milan's not surprising anybody they were they were good against Roma again got their got their win but I think Leitch is definitely the the surprise package of the league so far yeah definitely they've had a brilliant start and you know as a if you're a fan of these smaller teams you you know that it probably won't last but it's always nice to look at the league table and see yourselves up there Absolutely, absolutely, and I mean dipping down now. Let's get to the other matter at hand. I suppose Venezia. I mean, we've been raving about them, which is highly irregular for the podcast, and off to a good start. But a nil-nil draw in the the derby with Cittadella. One thing I did notice was that the referee in that game was called Marco Monaldi. <laughs> did you notice that? I thought it wasn't me could... in disguise. No, I know, but I thought that might be like people might dub you that if they listen to the podcast. They might All say, right, oh, "There's that." You okay. see, I thought it could have been your nickname, <laughs> but but no, it wasn't you. And it wasn't you in charge no. of the match. No, I mean it was it was a Cittadella. You know, they treated it, I suppose, like a derby. They came out at 100 miles an hour. They started pretty well, I have to say, made your own and make a couple of good saves in the first 15 minutes. But after that, as a game, it wasn't a particularly great game. Neither team had many chances. I don't think we had a shot on target until the 75th minute or something like that. Um, And although I think ultimately we started to dominate the game, we didn't create enough, which is a surprise because we had, I think... Certainly until the Sampdoria game in midweek, which we won with a brilliant comeback, a brilliant free kick from Tesman. Um, we had had the most shots in Serie B. So, you know, our the supply to the front players was cut off a bit today. And he had made a few changes, I think, as a result of the midweek game. And the midfield that he had out didn't quite work as, as he hoped, I think. So, um you know, it, it would have been nice to win, but we, as I say, we beat Sampdoria midweek, which probably balances this one out, and we're still definitely up there. And you know, we've got the international break, then we play Spezia at home, which will be a big game if we could win that. You know, we're still we're still in with a, you know, off to a great start to the season. 
Absolutely. Who's not off to a great start is Sampdoria that yeah. you mentioned there. That you know, although they have got the points deduction, I don't think four points out of four games they had another draw yeah. um, this weekend. So you know, that's not the the Pirlo project's not quite off to the the flyer it is. But at least we now know all the teams that are in Serie B, which it's only taken four weeks of the season for that to for that to happen. Brescia their claim to get back in was accepted and Leco who, you know, I think anybody that likes sport really wanted, you know, they'd won their promotion on the pitch and yes, you know, there were reasons not to, but you know, it just it seemed it would have been too sad, I think, to have that promotion party and then saying no, you know, like yeah. sorry mate, you can't you can't come in kind of thing. Mixed mixed results for them this weekend though, the Brescia managing the win, but Leco Playing a bit of a thriller with with Catanzaro, but ultimately ultimately going Catanzaro, going down. who are top of the table. I, I was going to I was going to mention them as well as a sort of another kind of surprise package, really, because they're just a new one of the newly promoted sides. And I think last last season they were there was one point last season where they were on were they behind only Man City and Paris Saint Germain. As sort of the team with the best goal difference, yeah. I think it was about six games into the into the season, and they're making a big they're making a big impact in in Serie B. But it's it's always open to that, isn't it, Marco? The division, I think, it, we had the oh, last season as yeah. well. That the, the promoted teams can come in and kind of rip up the rule book and, and get results. Definitely, uh, yeah. It's a very as we said many times last season. It's a very even league. We saw Sutiro, we saw Barry doing brilliantly last season. So. It isn't a surprise to see some of these teams doing well, and um, you know, I, I think it looked like they might be the surprise package. But I think you'll still see, hopefully, us. You'll see Parma. You'll see Palermo. Um, Barry, I think, will be up there as well. So uh, it's going to be a long, hard season. So I'm, I'm pleased that we're four games into it. We've not lost a game yet, um, and hopefully, we can get a few more wins under our belt. In the few in the next few weeks, definitely, definitely. And, and I mean, oh, sorry, sorry no, I was just going to say, um, we got a tweet this week to, for me to mention uh, delving, dipping even further into the Italian football structure, looking at Vis Pissarro, who uh, are we can call them Venezia B because I think a quarter of their team about are 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 either former players or players on loan from us. So uh, they they unfortunately lost to Spal. Oh, disappointing! But so, but I didn't realise that Venezia like the Chelsea of Serie B. Have they got like a satellite team? That well, that I, I don't think they're officially, the, but we seem to have certainly right. a good relationship. We've got a lot of young prospects, so we do loan them out everywhere. So it looks like they're the ones to benefit or not benefit, <laughs> as, it, as it turns out. <laughs> well, because the case may be interesting. No, we'll keep an eye on their fortunes yeah. in future. No, I was only going to mention that the Battle of the Cheesemakers, Parma against Regina this yeah, weekend yeah. was a was a nil nil draw and that sets up I think then I think when the fixtures come back, I think Parma will play Catanzaro. So I think that'll be mm-hmm. a, a big a big top of the table clash for us to look forward to and we'll keep a we'll keep a close eye we'll keep a close eye on that one. But anyway, I think we've probably rambled on enough, Marco. I think that'll that'll do us again for, for this week. It's been a pleasure as always and if it's been a pleasure for you listening in any way, shape <laughs> or form, or even if it hasn't, please please like and share and um put it out amongst your friends because that's uh, that's what we do it for. Well we do it because we love 
talking to one another, obviously. But you know, if people listen, that's even that's even better. And we'll take a little break for the for the internationals and be be back in a couple of weeks' time because I need it after that Fiorentina game. <laughs> so I'll be, I'll be going to lie in a in a darkened room and try to and try to recover. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Speak to you then. <laughs>